Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 54 of the Creative Language Learning Podcast. I am Kirsten, and I have got a really special episode for you today. Just like last year, 2016, this year again, I took my little microphone on tour at the Polyglot Gathering, an event for language lovers from all around the world held in Bratislava. It was three days long. There were over 70 talks, which is incredible. It's really intense. And all weekend, I had my mic with me to capture the atmosphere and a little bit of the information. So enjoy today's episode, which is all about the polyglot gathering. This is talk number one from the Polyglot Gathering, and Mathieu is trying to convince us that Slavic languages are easy. I love that that's the first talk, and already you get a list of so many languages to learn. This is the first day of the Polyglot Gathering. Here we are again. And this year we're not in Berlin. No, in Bratislava. Yeah. How are you enjoying Bratislava so far? Good. It's hot. Very, it's very hot. It's really hot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Lindsay actually gave a talk this morning, which was about the joy of mistakes and the beauty of imperfection. What was kind of the main takeaway you got from, from giving the talk? From, that I got from giving it? Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. It was, it was fun. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, don't be scared, um, right? Yeah, I think, and that was really the message of the, the talk with, with language learning is to not be afraid of making mistakes. You know, this idea that success feels really good and we're always taught to strive for success and aim for success and we're taught how to deal with that and how to, you know, how to, how to handle that but we're not taught how to handle the mistakes that we need to get there, mm -hmm. right? So it's about learning to be open to that and to accept, to accept our own mistakes when it comes to language learning. Yeah, it was, it's, a, it's a good one, I think. And I thought your feedback was very, very interesting as well. So we had, a, we had um, a teacher talking about how he's applying this sort of philosophy of making mistakes in the classroom. Yeah. And that was really inspiring, really interesting. Yeah. In Taiwan as well, I think he said. In Taiwan, yeah. kind of culturally very different in terms of losing face. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that was really, really interesting. Yeah. This afternoon, I'm really looking forward to the Scandinavian languages talk, which yes. is an introduction to all of the Scandinavian yeah. languages. Yeah. 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 And the Slovak lesson as well. Ooh. Which I feel like I need <laughs> after this Just morning. Just to survive the next few days. Yeah, yeah. So what's what's coming up over the next few days that we're looking out for? Oh, so much stuff. I can't, I haven't got my, my, my timetable yeah. off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, there's lots and lots of good stuff. I'm really looking forward to the one about um, language and gender identity oh, and yeah. the okay. LGBTQI community mm -hmm. um, being represented in that sense. Um, yeah, lots of, lots of stuff. Yes. Don't make me pick just one. Don't make me pick just one. <laughs> no, no. So I will, as always, try and bring you some clips and talk to some people who we see around here. It's a, it's really nice to see the community again. Yeah, always. All right. Well, okay. catch up later. Bye bye. 
So I'm here with Charlotte, Charlotte Schöpting-Lasson, <laughs> who you are a native Swedish speaker, right? Yes, I'm a native Swedish speaker, but I've been uh, living in Germany for like eight years or something now. Mm-hmm. But you're, I mean, you've, you, you've got a lot of languages on your badge, so if mm-hmm. we go into those, we're going to be going for a while. <laughs> but the thing I find really interesting about you is you're almost like a little ambassador for Esperanto. Well, yes, you could say that, because I kind of started learning it in 2015 in December. Mm-hmm. And five months later, I held my first talk in Esperanto. And uh, I made four mistakes. You made four mistakes? Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> yes. And is it because Esperanto is so easy or because you're like a genius? Um, no, well, the thing or is both. that I, I had a really bad conscience because I felt that I hadn't really spent that much time learning Esperanto. Um, and yeah, it is easy on the one hand. And on the other, like if you're really interested in languages, you already almost know like all of these words. You just need to put them into context. Mm-hmm. So what is this idea of context in Esperanto? You just explained it a little bit to me with the word for cuddling. Yeah, so the idea is that there's uh, there are lots of ideologies behind the language because it's supposed to be like the international language that unites people. But of course, everyone still feels that, oh, but my word doesn't exist in your language. So we need that word. Mm-hmm. And there's always a discussion about if you do really need it or not. Is it untranslatable? Do we need to pick it up as a neologism? Yeah. So, um, like, I think that a lot of German speakers uh, felt that there's no word for cushion in Esperanto. So mm-hmm. that's why you need to say knuffli or uh, kuschli. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you would be like, oh, chuvivolas knuffli. Would you like to uh, cushion with yeah. me? Cuddle, Cuddle yeah. with me. Um, but some more purists are like, no, the real word is uh, dorloti. And I, I've never really used that, but I've been in discussions online yeah. about it. And I guess I'm in a very Germanic, like, influenced environment. Yeah, you live in Germany and you're Swedish, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the idea in Esperanto is that you're supposed to use the uh, words appropriate for the context. So if I'm in a Germanic-speaking environment, it's perfectly fine to say kuschli and knuffli. Yeah. But if I'm speaking with, like, people from China, maybe, uh, maybe that's not so uh, appropriate. Yeah, because the dictionary word is, like, dolot. Yes, exactly. So you're allowed, to a certain extent in Esperanto, to really pick words from thin air and kind of go with what you think is going to work. Well, I mean, it's better maybe not to pick them out of thin air, uh-huh. but uh, you can theoretically just borrow words or use them in the appropriate context and yeah. Esperantize them. And if people understand, that's I think that's rule 15, if yeah. people understand what you're saying, oh, wow. you you are using correct Esperanto. Cool. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's just the whole philosophy of Esperanto comes up at every particular gathering. Yes. And it's very inspiring. And just generally, I mean, I love that Esperanto has hope in it. Yes. And it is really like the whole idea of a common language for everyone is sort of hope. Yes. Yeah, in the community. Right. So I'm going to ask you, to wish some luck or send some good wishes for the podcast listeners um, and then talk us out and say goodbye in Esperanto if you can or you can also speak Swedish to us. Uh, okay, so I'd uh, first say then in Esperanto, bon chanson, kun via lingua lernado, which I think you all understood. And yeah, then, I did. Yeah. Uh, lycka till med språkinlärningen. Oh, I understood that too. <laughs> yeah. I'm see? fluent in everything. <laughs> song in Irish.
So I'm here with Honne, yeah. uh, but Honne is not written like how you would think Honne is written. Honne is written to be pronounced how originally? Uh, let's put it that way. Hun is my nickname yeah. and because I'm Korean originally, so my Korean name is Hyunjung. But I'm living in Germany, so I always had difficulties with my name pronounced properly in Germany. So my friends at school, they start with Hong Song and like other stuff and it was too long. And then they come up with a nickname and at the end it became Hanna. Wow. And when you were growing up, were you the only Korean speaker in Germany that you knew? No, I, I did know Koreans because um, the area I'm living in is Frankfurt and uh, in that area there are a lot of other Koreans like me, I'm second generation, mm -hmm. meaning my parents came to, uh, from Korea to Germany, I was born in Germany, raised up. Wow. And my friends, I do have quite a few Korean friends, but still at school, at elementary school, yeah, I was the only Korean at my school, for example. Yeah. So your languages are Korean, you know, like family Korean. Yes. Mm -hmm. And German and English, of course. Correct. Yeah, English just a, a given at the Polyglot <laughs> Gathering. I think we've, we're all speaking English. And what yeah. else is on your badge? On my badge is like, well, start rather start with French. Well, at school in Germany, you usually... We have English, but then usually you can choose between French or Spanish, for example. Yeah. So I French or Latin in my school. Yeah, I had Latin too. Old school. Yeah. yeah, Latin was actually my first like foreign languages yeah. before I learned English. And then I chose French. Mm -hmm. And then there are two Asian ones. It's Chinese and Japanese. Well, Japanese was um, just because like lots of other <laughs> um, others here at the gathering, I like learning languages. So I just chose Japanese. Mm -hmm. And then I just attended a Japanese learning institute and learned Japanese there. And since I wanted to learn something more, I um, studied Chinese um, during uh, at university. So that's how I come yeah. with these languages. Wow, were you ever scared of learning one of those languages? Did you ever think Japanese, it must be so hard? No, no, because it's, yeah, well, it's fun learning. And like the more different it is, the more, the more challenging. Yeah. And, and the more different it is from the languages I already know, it, I get more curious. Because mm -hmm. like, okay, how does it work? Why, why is it different? And yeah, there come so many different kind of questions that where I'd like to find the answers. So. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good summary. It's like, it's always about being curious. Yeah. And in terms of travel, yeah. have you gone to all of these linguistic places? So Korea, probably? Yeah, Cor Korea, yes. Mm -hmm. But actually, well, France, yes, because I went uh, to France during my studies. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Europe, you have the Erasmus program. So I went to Lyon. Uh, Japan and China, to be honest, I never stayed there for long, specifically not China. And Japan was just uh, a, like a business trip. And China, I was only in uh, Hong Kong, but which is not Mandarin speaking. So yeah. for some reason, I have not make, made it to mainland China to really practice my Chinese. That's why it's like, I'm a little bit still, it's a little bit still yeah. awkward yeah. to talk Chinese. So it's your first time at the Polyglot Gathering. It Do is. you feel excited to be here? Like, what's the, what's the... <laughs> Sorry, we're sending people like running. <laughs> so, what's the general impression? What's the vibe like? Um, well, excited, yes, but also overwhelmed actually oh, because right. I didn't I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. But then overwhelmed, so many people speaking so many languages, switching in between languages, and I wouldn't see that in my everyday life. Like put it that way. Of mm -hmm. course, English, yeah, German, Korean, I'm familiar with, but then one speaking Spanish and then all of a sudden switching to Chinese or to, I don't know, to other languages, just yeah. overwhelming. We had a talk this morning that I was really excited about, which was French 
German, what did he speak? French, German, Italian, and English. And his slides were in English for everybody. Oh, okay, yeah, I think I didn't, I didn't uh, attend this one. Oh, but that's, that's the thing about the gathering, which, yeah, yeah it's just... It's the spirit of the place. Correct. You, yeah. I have not seen a conference like it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. So I'm, I'm really happy that I came here. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm asking everybody to say sort of, say a good wish for our listeners and say goodbye in their special language. So do you want to oh. do Korean? I, I guess I should. Yeah. <laughs> still, <is it? laughs> I, I try, I try. Okay, uh, yeah, do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 여러분, uh, 이번에 처음으로 uh, polyglot gathering에 참석했는데 너무 좋았고요. Uh, 다, 우리 다 같이 uh, 언어를 공부 많이 하고 언젠가 uh, 어림 없이 이야기했었으면 좋겠습니다. 감사합니다. Oh, amazing, super. Ja, dann danke, Hone. Ne? <laughs> Bitte, gerne schön. <laughs> Okay, so here with Benny Lewis. Hey, Benny. Hey, how's everybody doing? Yeah. Hey, I love Bratislava. It's great. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so, battery gone. Benny Lewis gone. Mm -hmm. Thank you. For thank you very much. Us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Anja from Alemania. Hey, hello. Hey. Why is it Alemania? Um, well, so I do live in Mexico and in Spanish you say that like the word Germany in Spanish is Alemania. Mm -hmm. And um, actually it's a funny story because my sister's boyfriend is British and he always used to say, oh, you're Anja from Alemania. So that was like the <laughs> joke behind it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good title. It rhymes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We know everything that rhymes is good. Yeah, exactly. So what brings you to Bratislava to the Polyglot Gallery? Well, so I am, like, my life is all about languages. I am very, very interested in languages in general. And, um, yeah, like, when I when I go to countries like France or even now in Mexico, people always tell me, that's amazing, you speak German and English and French and Spanish all fluently and you're currently studying Portuguese and Chinese. And to them, it sounds like a lot of languages. But then when I see people, like, people here from the Polygot gathering, um, I realized that this is nothing compared to others. And, um, yeah, <laughs> but that's are you actually... a quantity girl or a quality girl? A quality girl, definitely. You're a quality definitely, girl. definitely yeah. a quality girl. So the languages that I study, I want to reach like a B2 level at least. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would, after that level, I would start another language. Yeah. 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 How, how are you finding Bratislava? Um, so I haven't seen that much yet. Uh, mm. Yesterday we went a little bit to the um, to the old town, and it's beautiful. Like it seems to be a super romantic place. Um, and I was actually surprised because I found it like a very clean city, which I wouldn't you have didn't expected. Expect. Oh, no, right. not at all. And yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, in terms of people, I've talked maybe to three locals so it's hard to say yeah in terms of people um but uh well very positive so far yeah and i know that we are i know that we're talking english right now to each other for the benefit of our podcast yes. listeners really um but we are in the non-english zone and verabschieden wir uns vielleicht auf deutsch ou en français mais anja parce qu'anja parle français aussi très mieux que moi C'est pas difficile, c'est pas difficile. Non, tu parles très bien, hein? Oh. Vraiment, vraiment. Et tu comprends tout ce qui est le plus important. Mm -hmm. Oui, je comprends tout. Je comprends 
presque tout. <lacht> okay, also dann sagen wir, verabschieden wir uns auf Deutsch. Okay. Ne? Und, ja. ähm, Vielen Dank für das Gespräch. Ja, auf was freust du dich denn heute Mittag am meisten? Um, heute Mittag, auf was freue ich mich am meisten? Darauf, ganz viele Leute kennenzulernen, die ganz viele Sprachen sprechen mhm. und vor allem auch zu wissen, ähm, wie sie die Sprachen gelernt haben, weil es ja sehr viele verschiedene Ansätze gibt und darauf freue ah, ich mich ja. sehr, die verschiedenen Ansätze zu erfahren. Cool, okay. Ja, danke Anja. Danke dir. Law on So we're in the Irish talk, learning about Irish consonants. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still trying to get my head around it. Tor and Shor. Kara and Hatch. Lindsay, it's Saturday. We've, we're on day, tell me, day three? Trois. Yeah. Trio. Diona Tree. <laughs> Of the polyglot gathering, we've both we're both a lot more chilled out today because we've done our talks. Yeah. And today we just get to enjoy what you know the polyglot gathering has to offer. I saw introduction to Irish this morning. You saw Irish? Yeah, I saw introduction to Irish, and I was surprised because it's not as well close as I thought it would be. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I learned that the word Dublin means Blackpool. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, and Baltimore means something like. City of big houses or something like that, or like place of big houses. Because T is house and more is large. So Baltimore is an Irish yeah. word. Is there and whiskey means water of life. Is there a Baltimore? Ah, I knew that. Mm. I knew that one. Is, is there a Baltimore in Ireland as well as America? Or? Not that I'm aware no. of. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. So what about you? How was your morning? How was my morning? My morning was good. I went to... Oh, first of all, I didn't go to Irish because I did the Slovak language challenge. So I had to give a little presentation. Wow. Um, in Slovak, because that was fun. Yeah. And uh, and then I went to Gareth's talk. Gareth uh, Popkins. Sort of subtitled Fluent in Three Decades and talked about, you know, learning languages over, over a lifetime and, and mm -hmm. kind of uh, understanding and, and being realistic with ourselves and trusting ourselves in, in the long term. That was really interesting. It was... So motivating. It was really good. Yeah. Really nice uh, comparisons. Like he compared it to, to love and how you could be monogamous with a language and, <laughs> you know, you could be two-timing a language or you could be extremely flirty with lots yeah, of languages. Yeah. I thought it was really... And you really, can be polyamorous, which I've, perhaps polyglots are, but you mustn't be promiscuous. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that the, was the, beautiful. The poly, the clever use of the poly word. Mm -hmm. And, um, and um, yeah, because I've, I've definitely made that that sort of metaphor if you like myself mm -hmm. and kind of said like it's a good job that I don't treat people like languages because <laughs> you'd have a lot of boyfriends I would not be very well liked yeah mm -hmm. um, and then I went to Catalan after you went that. to Catalan learned a, lot, a few Catalan swear words I believe lots of Catalan swear words none of which I can remember right now but yeah yeah it was good fun awesome and this afternoon we're looking forward to introduction to Norsk yeah Yes, and I'm no. I'm excited about the talk about politeness, and the speaker is doing a version about it, um, a version about pragmatics, which is a you know linguistics and the way we, you know, like the way language in use basically is pragmatics, but it's in Spanish. Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm a little hesitant. Well, I'll go and then I'll fill you in. Yes, 
Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Um, okay, next. So more than just elf languages, we can also learn alien languages at a polyglot gathering. Right now we're in the talk for Klingon. See if you can catch some. For instance, come think of a good example right now. Perhaps Dooge, which is a spaceship, uh, has a one-syllable uh, sound. <laughs> which is a phaser, which is a fairly complex technological device. It is derived from an earlier word, which means something like the spike on the end of a boot. But even that is not something that I expect to be part of the basic, basic vocabulary that merits a single syllable um, like words such as salt or mom or dad. Um, there are a few exceptions, especially in uh, nouns. Uh... Hi, so we're catching up with Lindsay Williams and with Fielsa here. So you're like our little special hangout buddy at the moment. It's Saturday at the Polyglot Gathering. So we're on the third day. We've seen quite a few talks. And Phil, you've given three talks. Yes, I have. Wow. You've done all three already? Yeah. Oh, I bet you're relieved. Yeah. yeah. Now I get to hang out and talk with you guys and get invited on a podcast on a whim. That's wow. correct. Yeah, well, that's, that's how I do all the podcast interviews. Just pretty much <laughs> stick microphones in people's faces. So I saw only one of your talks, which mm -hmm. was about being a bicultural American yet Asian. Mm -hmm. And do you find that that resonated with people? Well, there were only a few Asian American or Asian immigrant kids in the audience, but I'm sure there were a lot of people that were interested because they're learning about Asian culture. Many people here speak Chinese and most of them are not Asian, including mm. my, well, I don't speak Chinese, so that I'm out of that category. But yeah, I think so. Mm. I think people really liked it and people kept telling me I couldn't go, but I told everyone else to go. So I guess it's a good sign. Yeah. And then your, your other talks were an introduction to Indonesian and how to love. Out loud through language. Okay. So mm. tell me more about that. So what I've noticed is a lot of times we, we can be a bit insular as polyglots. And what I mean by that is we're so hungry for community and we're kind of lonely wherever we are, right? Because not everyone speaks multiple languages. So then when we meet at places like this or when, when we think of the word polyglot, we think of us. So then we forget the whole outside world. So the whole goal, what I'm talking about, is to kind of bring those people in or even lower ourselves and go out. Lower ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... Make, so I don't know how to make this better, but soup to their level. Um, if there's a positive way of saying it, that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, and so we can do that by just simply making time, uh, forgetting our comfort zones and asking questions and just opening a floor for conversation where we listen more than we speak because people have a lot of things to say. And um, yeah, I guess that's enough for mm, now. Yeah, definitely agree on that one. Okay, if you had one call to arms for people from all of your talks, what would it be? So usually the people that listen to our show are learning languages. You know, we don't need to convince them to learn languages. But what would be sort of a way of bringing more love into your language learning? That might be quite an interesting one. Ooh, sum it in one sentence, eh? <laughs> uh, you get two. Yeah, That's I can fine. get two. Well, in that case, I'll, I'll make it um, with, with listening ears, ask questions. Mm. So sometimes we're so busy wanting to, like, there's a difference between listening and waiting to speak. So sometimes we do that because we just feel we have so much to say, but if it's about the person, then we'll, we'll listen and then, mm. you know, just let that take it in. Even if we disagree, and especially in a time and climate like this, where we may not disagree, agree on many things, such as Brexit or, or Trump, 
depending on where you stand, I don't know where you are on the spectrum, but the truth is we're, we're so human, I hope, you know, and we can have a civil conversation and state each other, uh, our own opinions and listen without fighting. I think that's an important thing. More in common than what divides us. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I like, I love that. With opening ears, listen. Yeah. And ask questions. Yeah. yeah, he's a poet and he didn't know it. Yeah, yeah I love right. it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the main quote that, that really struck me one day was uh, this guy said, ask questions. Asking questions uh, opens people up in their general assumptions. Asking questions ensures a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so that resonated with me so much because sometimes we don't know what to say, but the truth is we just have to kind of, I don't know, light the fire and let them take care of it. Yeah. yeah. I love it because language learning is ultimately about curiosity and mm -hmm. is about that sort of, you know, like looking for that connection. Yeah. Mm. Thank you very much, Phil. Right, talk us out or say goodbye in Indonesian for us, will you? Okay, yeah. Uh, hmm, what and do I say? You, well, you wish good luck to our listeners. Okay. Success ya semua dengan bahasa-bahasa yang kalian pelajari. So this just as an example of the general conversation, the outside classes conversations that keep happening at Polyglot Gathering, which are maybe unique to events like these. He's a translator in Georgia. I mean, we spoke, he corrected every third word. I have, I don't remember any of his corrections. I have no idea what he's, he was correcting, had no impact on me. All I remember is he wasn't very interested in talking to me because all he was doing was correcting my Russian. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we shouldn't correct. If you're in a teacher situation where you ask the teacher to correct you, you can expect to be corrected. Mm -hmm. But in any other form of communication, to correct someone, I think is bad form. Bad form. It's just, just communicating. That's all it is. Pardon? This was my talk. Okay, no, no, but it's so true. You, that's why we, like, uh, on Telegram, where yeah. we chat a lot and we have a lot of... Uh, of uh, bilingual groups right. uh, you can add core to what you said k-o-r okay. and then you ask to be corrected right. and for people that don't ask to be corrected you don't correct them exactly. that's bad form mm -hmm. exactly. so you know you have to have this like there are people who would like to be corrected sure. because that's the state they're in and, or, and sometimes, and sometimes you just want to talk yeah, yeah. We're communicating I'm having a chat and uh, guys correcting me all the time it's like you know it's not uh, Thank you, but can I get that in an annotated version afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you're really interested in helping me, you send. So I've just found Petronella, who is a native Slovak. So we are in your country. We're in Slovakia. Hey, Petronella. Hello. <laughs> How do we say hello in Slovak? Ahoj. 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 Okay. And do you have any tips for people who are visiting Slovakia about what we can do in this in this city or in your country? Well, definitely visit uh, Bratislava. It's mm -hmm. uh, our capital. That's oh, it's beautiful. recommended. We are now located in this beautiful town in a, mm -hmm. on a beautiful day. But then also I'd like to direct you to my uh, almost hometown, uh -huh. Trenčín. Trenčín. It's, yeah, it's like uh, one hour and a half far from Bratislava by train. There's a direct train. Yeah. And there's beautiful castle, beautiful square with little cafes located in Trenčín. And many of famous hockey players are were born there. You know, I've noticed this, like in Slovakia, there is a lot of ice hockey. Yeah. But how come? I love it. I don't know what? how that 
like came yeah. <laughs> and we had one generation of really amazing hockey players and they're like all the kids are following them <laughs> and they were they had a golden medals yeah you know and and we all fun for them so we love them <laughs> so would you say yeah. ice hockey is the national sport of slovakia could be yeah wow and now also like cycling because we have one very great young man yeah uh, mr second uh-huh. and everybody loves cycling too so when he came into sport all the people love cycling wow and yeah. is okay so you are from trenchin mm-hmm. what is the first foreign language you learned uh like foreign all right well czech but that's not foreign it's like i find it my my mother tongue too mm-hmm. in english and then english definitely english yeah and, and then french and then french yeah. yes <laughs> and you are, it says on your budget you're a beginner in chinese in chinese yes, yes now i'm so what made you choose chinese a job let's say oh. i had a like a travel i had opportunity to travel there and i got motivated and oh. That was like a challenge for me, so now I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, so we've got five languages on here, and she says, "Okay, Slovak and Czech is the same." But you know, you get you get the credit. They're both. Yeah. And what's in your future? More languages you want to learn? Well, yeah. My dream is Spanish. Oh. I have some feeling for that. It's somewhere in me, so oh. I would like to learn to understand Spanish. Oh, I think that's beautiful. Okay, so let's say. Hmm. Let's wish something good to all of our listeners and say goodbye in Slovak. Do vidjenja, do počutja. Ah, do vidjenja. <laughs> It's okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! That was it from the Polyglot Gathering 2017 in Bratislava, Slovakia. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me and with all the lovely polyglots. My thanks go to Charlotte Scherping Lasson, to Anja from Alemania, to Benny Lewis and Steve Kaufman, to Petronella, to Lindsay, to Fields here, to Ralph who did the Irish talk, to Kelvin and Philip who did the Klingon talk, and also to Mathieu who did the Slavic languages, to Jontjon who became my surprising and absolutely lovely roommate. And finally, to every single polyglot and Lydia Machova and her team who all participated and made this event a real, real delight. If you've been bitten by the language learning bug and you want to come and join all these wonderful people, then I would wholeheartedly recommend it. It's a great time and you're going to learn a lot and you get such a chance to practice and just nerd out about languages. To learn more about smaller events near you or to see big international polyglot events because we have two more coming up in 2617 please go to the show notes at fluentlanguage.co.uk slash podcast that's it from me you'll hear from us very very soon bye